It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that had one host live in Spokane, Washington this last weekend. Guys, a very random town for me to travel to um, over the weekend. And I wanted it, it made me want to pose this question to start the pod. What's your favorite random place you've been in one time? Just for a random reason, you were there one time. And it just makes me like Spokane was there for Maryland women's basketball. Probably a place I would have never gone if work had not taken me there. Very nice town. Beautiful uh, river flowing through it. Some nice scenery. Very nice people. But I may never go back. Um, do you guys have a place like that that comes to mind? I'm trying to. I was racking my brain. The, the first one that popped out of my head was Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> oh, it is, was that the was college the, uh, or the club? Uh, that yeah. was the yeah, home of the 2013 Club Baseball World Series. Um, some minor league ballpark that hasn't had a minor league team in 15 years or something. Uh, they had us, mind us, we are not true collegiate athletes. We are guys who drink beers on Friday and Saturday night and show up to our games hungover and oftentimes enjoy those delicacies in the dugout as well and they brought like summer camp kids out for us to like talk to and give advice to and like sign autographs for and stuff it was outrageous but anyways but duke and kentucky could not be more in the middle of nowhere it's um, remarkably close to st louis and this was the summer after albert pujols left st louis to go to uh to go to los angeles and let me tell you these kids were like it was like fresh in their minds. They were just talking to us about how Albert Pujols ruined baseball <laughs> for leaving the Cardinals. It was incredible. Um, what was in Paducah, Kentucky, other than the Club Baseball World Series? Uh, the National Quilt Museum. Wow. Yeah. Any good quilts? Big how time. about that? Did not see any quilts other than my hotel. I wouldn't even call them quilts. I was going to say, I hope they don't like have a quilts. Motel 6 or some shit like that. So, Yeah. Our, our hotel, actually, we showed up at like 3 a.m. after a 15-hour bus ride. And they gave our rooms away because we didn't check in. Seems so we just right. had to like freewheel it. <laughs> so, yeah, Paducah, Kentucky, lovely place. They got a shake, uh, steak and shake there. That's about it. I don't think I have any like... I've never gone on like any like long road trips driving or anything like that. And we stop in some random place overnight. Like I'm, I'm kind of a homebody guy. I don't know. I got, I got, I don't have a Spokane story or a Paducah. Paducah never a random or wedding or anything that took you anywhere weird. Not, not like, I mean, not really. Wow. I don't it sounds that. like you need to get out a little more. Everything I think of has a reason as to why I went there. Like Loretto, Pennsylvania, my parents went to college there. No one knows where that is. Yeah. Um, I mean, Paducah, Kentucky. I mean, I, I mean, in terms of like college towns, just like rolling to some of these places um, that we've like uh, playing. I don't playing think there's game, even a college there. Like playing a game. We played a game at Campbell. I can't remember the name of that, of that town where we played Campbell. The uh, Cedric Mullins team. The Campbell Camels. Great name. Had some of those. Played in some random, like Elon. Played at played played. We played midweek games at Elon. Like some of these, like like co- small colleges, like down the East Coast. Um, I get no, my answer. Is, Fullerton, Cal State Fullerton, just a random one. My answer would probably good, now that you mention one. it, like driving down to High Point to like drop my sister off, like stopping at one of like yeah. some gas. That's station. like a country club High Point. 
Oh yeah, it's it's they have a they have a steakhouse that's part of their dining plan, like their meal. Now plan. we can test to see once again Ooh, if, if you're if Annie listens to the podcast, she if she hears her own mention here. She's not she's not listening to this. Oh, I can't wait to I can't wait to see this. This was this has been the whole controversy whether she listens or not. She doesn't listen. Uh, so yeah, Spokane, Washington, great place. Uh, great waterfalls. Terps, Terps basketball what's, over for the year. Women's basketball loses to Stanford. What's the proximity to Seattle there? I feel like it's the Towson of Seattle. Like, uh, uh-uh. it's like it's 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 more close to like Idaho. It's like super east in, ooh. like on the near the like Idaho. Idaho, the school Idaho is. They were actually the host of the regional. They're an hour and a half away. It was not Gonzaga and it was not Washington State. It was actually Idaho, who is an hour and a half away. So like oh, roads, yeah. Spokane is like a now we're getting the weeds here, but Spokane is like a the NCAA like rotates a women's regional and a men's first and second rounds there essentially every year because they do such a good job hosting and because the town supports it so much. It's kind of very far from Seattle. Yeah. I'm looking at very it right now. It's like really far. And I've been to Seattle as well, but yeah, it's it's not close. It's not close. It's very close to Idaho. Like we would we like an, an hour would have gotten us into Idaho, which is kind of interesting. Uh, we flew on a connecting flight to Denver. Flying over the mountains, beautiful. I suggest anybody do it. We we're like chasing the sun. It was very cool. It was very very cool. Um, all right, let's get into Ravens talk here. Uh, the two, I mean, maybe besides Eric DeCosta, the two most important people in the Baltimore Ravens organization both spoke to the media this week. I'm going to start with Steve Bashotti because we were talking about it beforehand. It's been what three, four, five years since he talked to the media and they announced the John Harbaugh extension earned. I don't think we need to discuss whether the John Harbaugh extension is earned very well earned. But after that, talked to some Baltimore reporters and had some interesting things to say. I think the most interesting quote to jump off of here, Steve Bashotti on Lamar Jackson. First of all, I love Steve Bashotti because whenever he talks to the media, he just, he just slings it. He doesn't really care. Yeah. He's a unique cat. What are you going to do with a guy who wants to be unique? You don't browbeat him into being a conformist. We appreciate him. All I know is his teammates freaking love him and the front office loves him. It's like, keep doing you, Lamar. Interesting quote. That's uh, such a quote from a guy who made his fortune in understanding people. Yep. His other mm-hmm. quote, unless he has a change of heart and calls, this is about Lamar, unless he has a change of heart and calls Eric and says, I'm ready. But it's like, Eric can't keep calling him and saying, hey, Lamar, you really need to get in here and get this thing done. So it sounds like, and John Harbaugh didn't have quotes like that, but it sounds like as the updates continue to be, they are waiting on Lamar. But very interesting to hear the owner of the team essentially be like, as you said, essentially be like, look, we're going to let this guy do his thing. And when it's good for him, it's good for us. And if it's never good for him, okay. (laughs) We'll let him do what he wants. But he fully backed him. That was a full backing of Lamar Jackson by Bashadi. While also was, saying, eh, we'll see what happens. It was a full backing of everything that Eric DaCosta has said in the past two, three months since the season ended in terms of the balls in Lamar's court. Because we up till this offseason, the the public, I don't know, narrative or, or the message has always been like, oh, we're going to get something done, you know, when the time's right, you know, it'll happen. And, and no real specifics were discussed. It's this last month or so, two months, whatever, that Harbaugh and especially DeCosta have come out and said, you know, we're ready to come to the table. We've come to the table. We're here for it when he's ready. You know, the ball's in his court. Um, So you're starting to see some, I don't know if it's jostling. Jostling doesn't sound like 
it's, it's probably not the right word to describe the situation at hand, but there's some uh, posturing in the public court, I think a little bit as to what the situation is. And then the Ravens are getting out in front of it, I think. Um, and that's not to say that it's disingenuous, but um, yeah, they're, they're kind of laying it out as to where, you know, where their side lies and, and Lamar is very much seeming to play it by year and letting everything else around him play out. And um, that's just where we're at. So it's, we can just continue. It's exactly what, what Bashadi said, like Eric can only pick up the phone so many times and say, Hey, like, you know, do we want to try to work something out here or whatever, you know, at a certain point, it's just, you just got to sit back and say, okay, you know, we've set our piece and when it's time to talk it, you know, we'll talk. You essentially said also um, that life without life as an owner without a franchise QB sucks, which is very, very true. And it sounds like he doesn't think a deal will get done this year. These quotes are all coming from Baltimore poor. So sort of a, uh, to give them all credit, Jeff Zerivik, Jonas Schaefer, Jameson Hensley. I think, I think you're totally right, Banks. I think that the I think that the Ravens have come out with a very unified front on this Lamar Jackson situation, top down ownership, GM, head coach the ball's in his court we're waiting we love him we're gonna let him do what he wants and we're waiting for the call when he wants to get it done and honestly if it goes sour they have all they're gonna have all of the public credit at this point because they've easily been the most transparent lamar jackson has not really talked about this at all god knows he tweets he tweets a lot about a lot of things he does not tweet about this he yeah he's has every opportunity to go talk to whoever he wants about this he does not which is fine that's his prerogative but the organization has certainly, as you said, gotten way out in front of this. And got, I mean, if it goes south, they're going to say Lamar never wanted to do it. <laughs> I mean, they, because they, they've just been consistent on this the entire time. So it's a very good job by them because obviously I'm sure, I mean, maybe they are in totally lockstep. It wouldn't shock me. The Ravens are a pretty unified organization, it seems, but they've done, if they're not, if there's any bickering internally of how they should handle this, they are not showing it publicly, which is impressive. Yeah. I, I know that when the season ended, um, you know, the powers that be DaCosta and Harbaugh went down to, I forget what Island it was, but somewhere in the Caribbean with Bashadi and they just had a, a retreat or whatever you want to call it. And I know that this extension for Harbaugh was, was kind of hashed out there. And you have to think that just an entire game plan as to, uh, you know, blueprint for if, you know, things go this way or that way in terms of this Lamar, matzo ball that's growing every day um you have to think that that a game plan was kind of built out then and uh it, there's so many people on polar sides of this thing that are saying like okay lamar's playing this so right right now and there's other people who are like lamar needs to get an agent um and i guess time will tell it's hard to judge even when time will tell or not but like what the right decision was or should have been or whatever, but um, I don't know. Lamar, Lamar doesn't seem to be proactive at, about at least like getting some messaging out there in terms of where he's at and what he's doing. And he's letting everybody else kind of do the talking for him. Um, and I think that lends some credence to the people that are saying he should get an agent, I guess, um, because the Ravens seem very, um, you know, calculated and, 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 
just the fact that they're all saying the same things, you know, it's a unified front, like you said. So I don't know. It's, it's seems true. And I, I, I think it's become um, pretty evident that nothing's going to happen anytime soon. Shadi say has been the most explicit about that. Now it's been, I feel like every time somebody talks, it becomes more and more like there's nothing that's happening in the short term. Um, so we're just kind of in a holding pattern here and there's been some players, very few, but there's been a couple players who have played out that franchise tag year, even after the contract expires. And then a year after that, and it's not like they don't pay those guys who, you know, play on those franchise tags. It's, it's going to be probably around 50 million a year and it escalates every time they franchise tag franchise tag somebody. So Maybe Lamar's playing his cards right. Who's to say? It's it's interesting from a roster building standpoint for the Ravens, though, because you just have the specter of not knowing whether you've got the guy locked up long term as you continue to make moves to structure your team, which I think is an interesting thing for them to have to deal with. Now, this year, while they're not paying him a huge sum of money, it continues to be advantageous, I guess, for them to not kick an, ex, an extension or whatever that jacks the money up um whether how that would ever work structural wise i'm not a contract guru uh the other interesting thing speaking of contracts Bashadi on deshaun watson's 230 million dollar fully guaranteed contract i don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a fully guaranteed contract to me that's something that is groundbreaking and it'll make negotiations harder with others that is very very true and i think is a general consensus around the league that was probably the that was the quote that made the most noise nationally um like Schefter tweeted about it because it's a huge deal and the Desha- I cannot imagine there were a lot of organizations in the league that were a huge fan of that Deshaun Watson contract for a variety of reasons not only because of who who he is and what he's allegedly done is also that is just now just jacks up the price and the parameters in which you negotiate with quarterbacks the teams that were happy about it were probably the guys that have already locked up their quarterbacks, the pack, you know, the Buffalo. Packers and, and yeah, Buffalo and teams like that, you know, the, the Cowboys. Cause you know, Dak would have been chopping it to bit to get that. Um, and again, I know, I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit last week. I was like, that's the thing that's going to throw a wrench into the Lamar thing. Because again, you're going to think Lamar and, and I mean, when they're both healthy and on the field, I, I think you have to say that Lamar is right there with Watson. Um, in quality and caliber of football player. So Lamar and rightfully so is going to want, you know, a dollar more than, than Watson is going to get guaranteed. So that, I mean, that deal, that deal is going to turn the NFL on its head for years and years to come. It's going to affect every quarterback, you know, again, up for a deal and, and Lamar is going to sign one soon. You know, you, we think so. And two days after Lamar signs one, someone else is going to sign one for more guaranteed money. And it's just, it's going to be, the shockwaves of that deal are going to be felt around the league. And that's probably the biggest talking point I would think about um, at the coaches meetings or whatever they're at, you know, they're doing down in Florida and they're in their Hawaiian shirt. So with shoddy, just, you know, it seems like he was the first one to really speak on it. And, and like you said, it's the quote that's kind of gotten people's attention. So I, I, you know, it's a conversation that's going to be around for a long time. Again, whether it's Lamar, whether it's Derek Carr, I think he's due for an extension soon. Um, some of those other guys, I mean, you know, Kyler is going to be due for one soon. It's it's going to be a conversation that a lot of teams are going to have to have. How much guaranteed money, you know, we're going to be over $250 million guaranteed soon to some quarterback. So it's 
you know, Bashadi didn't, didn't hide his feelings on it. And I, I think a lot of teams are feeling that way and, you know, probably will, will echo his sentiments. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just interesting. It's it. I, I would love to know the communication if there is any like owner to owner about this type of things. Like, Oh, there has, there so has to be, I'm sure there can't be all... a lot of love for the Haslam's. <laughs> I mean, there just can't be <laughs> based on what they just did in Cleveland. Um, uh, essentially Harbaugh Harbaugh and um or Harbaugh said it explicitly he's like we're not afraid of anybody we're fine they have Deshaun Watson like whatever uh we will take on all comers um a couple of other Harbaugh things from his availability um Ronnie Stanley doing well Ravens will play it safe Gus Edwards and um J.K. Dobbins similar words uh Ravens are going to vote against the OT proposals John Harbaugh likes sudden death. They're not going to go to the the make sure everyone gets to gets the ball twice, which is interesting. Um, talking to free, continuing to talk to free agents. They've talked to Bobby Wagner, which is the big name this week. We'll see if the, it feels like a Ravens Rams battle based on all of what we've heard. Harbaugh confirmed they're talking to him and says they're still they still want to add pass rushers, inside and outside presence, and uh, Justin Houston is an option. So, uh, just a couple of things. Uh, said Patrick McCary will likely start at center. Free agent center is unlikely. So just a couple of odds and ends there for Mr. Harbaugh. Were you, the newly quick, extended Ravens head coach. I, I know we talked about it, you know, when he signed, but were you guys surprised at only 2.8 million for Bozeman? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'd like to be high single digits, to be honest. And if, I mean, if you, just two weeks Jensen ago. Jensen, the contract he got too. Like, yeah, and, and it's just, I would have thought at 2.8 million, the Ravens, you know, Hey, we'll give you three, three flat. Come on, you know, come on back. Unless, yeah, I mean, again, it seems like they, you know, they probably had a contingency plan and, and knew he was going to go. But I think at that price, like I was shocked when I saw it was that low in a one-year deal. So I, I, I again, I thought for that price they would have, you know, said screw whatever plan we had. Let's let's get him back and sure up the offensive line for three million dollars or you know three and a half something like that. I don't know. That that was crazy. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And just feels like with the emphasis on offensive line for so many teams, like in the league, you just think every offensive line price would be a little elevated. So interesting though. I, I it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to get a grasp of like where, you know, where the, the you know, what guys want to do, like does Bozeman feel like that's just a good fit for him in general. So he takes less, I don't know. It's hard, hard to say. Um, the Bobby Wagner piece is interesting. I mean, obviously it'd be a great fit. We'll see if the Ravens get it done. Um, if he's between the Ravens and the Rams, that's, you know, two pretty good options for Mr. Wagner, but he would look good in purple. Do we think, what's our prediction? Do we think that get, that gets done? Or do you think he goes to, to LA? I don't. I kind of think he goes LA. I think, yep. I think he's kind of posturing using the Ravens as leverage a little bit to try to get a better offer over there. And, um, that's just the sense that I've gotten throughout the process on this. It feels like that, there's more smoke in the Los Angeles direction. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think he goes to the Rams too. I think it's just, and like no offense to the Ravens. I think the Rams are a sexy team. And obviously, I mean, the Ravens are a high flyer too, but you know, if it's like, Hey, come out here and play with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and you know, Hey, by the way, we won the Super Bowl last year. Plus it's in LA. I, I think they're, and, and and they also have the revenge factor. Hey, come on, you want to play your, t- you know, the Seahawks twice? Let, let come here and get, let's get it done, something like that. Yeah, we shall see. La- the other thing that uh, was mentioned is they're in c- 
continued communication with Calais Campbell. The Calais Campbell situation feels like one that will like roll into August and he's going to keep working out and, you know, he'll, he'll do one of the things where he's going to like, you know, stand on the side of the field and look out and be like, uh, I need to keep doing this or I need to not keep doing this and see if he gets the itch. Doesn't feel like he's going to like make a decision soon. He, he feels like a guy who the second week of training camp will be like, Hey, I'll come back and I'll ease my way through camp. And then, you know, cause it's, again, yeah. it's not like he needs to go to a camp or play in any preseason yeah, go, games. Go to these like OTAs or these mini camps or anything. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. He'll do the, he'll do the stray hand where he's like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not coming to camp. I'll show up week one and I'm good to go. And again, a guy like Calais has that has, you know, I think he's got enough goodwill in the league and with the Ravens to, to be able to do that. There's no doubt the Ravens will take him back. No doubt. Um, let's move to the Orioles. <laughs> I was saying this to you guys before we got on. Would love to like comment on spring training we've watched, but the team is never on TV, so it's really impossible to say. They've been on one time. Um, but some fun D.L. Hall stuff. Our guy D.L. Hall just pumping pumping hundies. Those guys are not going to start with the big league club, but Mike, Mike Elias, who I feel like never really commits that much on things like this was like, yeah, we want these guys up pretty quickly. So could see those guys earlier in the air. He he's talked very, when he's talked about DL, he's mentioned it a few times. Like he's not that far away from appearing in a major league game, which yet again, is great for him. And it says a lot about him after missing, I think he only pitched like 35 innings last year. Um, so yeah, I mean, good for him. He got in the game against the Phillies and he was, Chucking a hundred, very easy. Um, filthy slider too. Like you know, someone did the, they put the pitches over each other and the, the hundred mile an hour strikeout pitch and then the slider, which it's filthy. And there were a lot of people around baseball who were like, "Whoa!" Like this, there, there's a reason this guy has top ten, you know, prospect stuff. And and I think you saw right there. So I was happy to see him come up and and you know. Um, show the stuff he had again like when we talked to him it's been it's been a long time since he's faced not just batters you know but like major league quality guys so the fact that he got a chance to do that um and succeeded i mean good for him i know it was only an inning but i think two strikeouts i I, i'll take that any day so i was happy to see that out of him um you snail diaz got sent down too and he was the hottest batter you know but him and richie martin um Diaz I think he's batting like 375 as a 500 on base percentage and he's a guy that I think we'll see this year and he's kind of the last him and Dean Kramer like the last gleaming hopes from the 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 awful Manny Machado trade um if Diaz could do anything if he could stay healthy and come up sure I think he's going to be a fourth or fifth outfielder behind you know McKenna obviously has a you know a foot up on him with the defensive replacement and and um uh, you know, McKenna has the speed, but if Diaz can, if Diaz can show something and stay healthy, I think he has a spot, you know, somewhere. So I would love to see him do well. And then the other thing people were upset about was Kyle Bradish getting sent down. They wanted him to be the five, the number five starter. Um, I'm there too. I think they just sent him down for the first couple of weeks and he's like DL. We'll see him soon. Um, maybe we see him after that opening road trip and the, I think it's, LA, Oakland, and then New York, and then they're back home. So that's not the easiest road trip. Maybe they don't, they, you know, they want to get him some starts at AAA, and then we'll see him. We'll see him at home. I think it's against the Yankees or the Red Sox soon after that. So I'm not losing sleep over them sending you Snail Diaz or Kyle Bradish down, and you shouldn't either. But I mean, those are two guys we're going to see soon. Same thing with DL. So let's, let's hope the, let's hope that we get a DL, you know, 
home start in late late April. That would, that would be a fun game to go to before things kind of go off the rails. Feels like Yusniel Diaz is a guy at 25. You kind of have to put up a shunk with at this point. He's he's like a shitter get off the pot guy. It's it's again, if it's not coming because again, I mean, all he does is soft tissue injuries. It's a hamstring. It's a quad. It's a this. It's a that. And like those injuries don't just go away. You don't just magically one day at 30, you know, 27 or 28, stop getting those. Um, he's had him for a while. So yeah, if he can do anything, I mean, I, I would love to see it. If he, he has the power, he's, he's obviously a good player. He's one of the highest ranked prospects in baseball. So if they could get anything out of him, that would be huge. I, I think that would be, that would be really huge. So I'm hoping he does well. Um, and again, he was tear. He was hitting the cover off the ball. Um, in major league camp, they're, they're going to send him down to triple at that camp. So I let him stay down there, get, get, get regular at bats, see as many pitches as he can. And then again, second week in April, or, you know, second homestand or whatever, the second game, if they need him, they could bring him up. So I'm again, I'm not pissed about it, but you know, I'm, I'm all for him getting, getting as many looks as he can. The last, last of those things to touch on, and we talked about this last week with the, the arbitration stuff and, and Trey Mancini. Um, Dan Connolly ended up writing a column on The Athletic, um, and I thought this was interesting. It was a good article um, mm-hmm. by Dan. The interesting part of it is we, we talked about, you know, the potential backlash to a, you know, tr- Trey Mancini trade and what he means. And I before this show every week, I'll jump on The Sun and The Athletic and all the different things just to make sure we don't miss anything. There are 300 – and normally the – the like Ravens and Orioles articles on The Athletic have, you know, 20 comments, 30 comments, whatever. The Trey Mancini article, because I was just scrolling through The Athletic, has 334 comments, which is a lot for – like I, there's national articles that I'm looking at right now. I was just trying to do some comparisons. You're talking. We don't have that many. I'm interested to know if that brought – I'm sure it doesn't because I think the Orioles just do what they do now, but – that had to have brought some pause. I mean, there, I think there would be just mass outrage if this happened. That just confirmed it for me. Seeing that much discussion in the comment section of an athletic article. The, so. the worst part about Connolly's articles is he drops them at like eight o'clock on like a Wednesday morning. So it's always like first thing in the morning and you get smacked right in the face. And it's like, God damn it. Like, yeah, we have to talk about this trade trade. Um, and I'm with you. I thought it was a great article. Like I, I, you know, I passed it along to a couple people and it was like, you know, what do you think of this? And, and again, everyone's kind of in the same page being like, if they trade him I, again, I mean, we've talked about it on air, off air. Um, it, you know, I've talked about it with players, with players, wives, stuff like that. They, people are going to be actually upset. And again, I know I, we talked it last week. I wrote it in the blog. I've tweeted about it. Like if you end up trading him for the 35th ranked prospect in the, Cardinals organization what are you getting out of that like what are you really does that how does that benefit the team you know again if anything it's going to be in a negative light because you traded this guy um and I it, the the business is business quote has been said by me 15,000 times in the last two weeks um I just don't see the it, it, no trade would right now would make sense maybe last year yes two years ago but if there was no pandemic. There was no cancer. Yes, obviously that would have made sense back then. But now at this point, it's like it's kind of like the Adam Jones thing, where they could have traded him at the deadline and he uh, he vetoed that trade to the Phillies. But it's like, what are you going to get for him? You're going to get a handful of prospects who are never going to see above Bowie or Norfolk. What's the point? Like you're not making the farm system any better. Um, yet no one's giving up top prospects for him. It's it's 
and that's because when I blogged it, there were people who, and I kind of believe them, were like, this will be legitimately my last straw with the Orioles if they traded Trey. And I, I, again, I'm like, I understand where you're coming from. I, I'm not one of those people, but I get it. I, I definitely understand why they would be upset. So, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if the article, you know, shook the walls in the warehouse, but you would hope that they're, you know, if they're like, hey, we got this, they're trading him for a 27-year-old AAA pitcher, you know, is this worth it? Let's just ride it out with him. I mean, again, because, you know, they said he would disrespected Orioles to end their career like Adam and Nick and, you know, Buck and a couple of those other guys who who kind of, you know, didn't get the goodbye they wanted. Um, I, I, it would be a very interesting scene around the or- Orioles fans in the stadium if if they did trade him. I think that's well said. I think that's very, very well said. Uh, let's move to the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Um, you had a little Fed Thrill tweet, Banks. Sounds like it's time to uh, to get the sunglasses out on the commute. Oh, All right. Look at him muted. I mean, that's I just know. a I'm tough muted. scene. Here, Guys, let me just yeah, let me tell away. you what. No one checks out of the Orioles conversation quite like Banks. No, no I we have a mouse <laughs> situation going on in this apartment. A mouse situation. We have a mouse situation. So Buddy, I'm, I'm can trying you describe? To... Can you describe it, please? There's a lot of yelps going on out there. Uh, a dog was placed in this room briefly. Um, you want the dog out there? Well, yeah, that's what I said. I mean, I haven't Buster. said anything. Buster, what I'm, the hell's going on? Yeah, get Buster out. God knows Buster will attack. Do you want me to drop the snake off at the apartment and let it go no. around? Yes. <laughs> that's a fully 100%. That's a real, that's a real that's thing. A I'm no. willing to help you out. You can have the snake for the next couple of weeks if you want. That's a hard pass, my dude. Okay. All right. Well, Is that a little wine you got going too? What a night I at the apartment. A little, a little vino going on here. Good Lord. He got, wow. Actually, full bodied red. That's right. Let's, That's let's, right. Get, let's talk Fed Thrill. Yeah. No, this morning at about 8 15 in the morning, I'm trying to get on an entrance ramp on 83, and the sun is just right in my eyeballs. It's just unacceptable. I uh, got my, uh, got my fed thrills on and, and helped me out to get up that ramp there and help me on the rest of the commute on the way. But right now is just that time of year where when you're going to work between eight and eight 30, the sun is just at that perfect height where it's, it's in your eyes, no matter where you're at, even if it's behind you, it's shining off of mirrors. It's doing all this stuff. You got to be protected. You got to protect your eyes for the safety of everybody around you. You got to be able to see. So you got to get your fed thrills, um, fedthrill.com. Fantastic sunglasses, affordable. I don't think we say that enough. They're very affordable, stylish. Um, just that right price point where, you know, if you get a little rumpus with them and you break them, you're not going to be heartbroken about it, but the quality and they're worth what you pay for. Well said. That's a good, that's a good advertisement right there. 20% off promo code XV2. Get your Petrol sunglasses. Use them in the morning on the commutes. Evening coming back. I get on 95, come back from College Park, and the sun is sometimes so bad. Ugh, that thrills would just knock that right out. Just knock that right out. Um, so I don't know if, if people listening to this podcast, you know, paying attention to Twitter or anything. Uh, some stuff happened with Will Smith on Sunday. Do you guys, are you guys are aware of that situation? No. I am aware. I heard something about it. You're aware, it. Banks. You're not, already. You need me to tell you about this. So at the at the, at the Oscars, um, it's a pretty small story, so I'm not shocked you didn't see it. Um, he slapped Chris Rock after uh, Chris Rock made a joke. Uh, so, yeah. 
I know you were locked in the Oscars up to the night. So RDT, no big deal. I know, you know, you got things to do. You're, you're a father, you're a father and you have uh, other like priorities. It, I don't watch just the like Oscars. Will Smith, a protective father and husband. Exactly. And just like King Richard, you know, I understand yeah. where he's coming from. God, you are the King Richard of Baltimore. <laughs> I don't know. That's great. Nope. It's not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and in in the vein of uh, of Mr. Smith, uh, who obviously uh, has been a presence in all of our lives for our you know for our entire existence. I mean, he, I think when the three of us were around the time the three of us were born is when you know he was kind of coming into stardom and then became the biggest movie star in the world at one point. And now kind of hovers in this weird area of like still really really famous. Like everyone knows Will Smith, but doesn't do anything like all that popular. Like King Richard was a you know a very well-esteemed movie but he's not like and he was in the suicide squad recently but doesn't really pop out like big big hits anymore so he's in a weird he's in a different stage of his career i'd say at this point we are going to draft will smith things so movies he's been in songs he's done albums he's done tv he's done so anything will smith has done is the trap will smith draft which i think is relatable um to everyone because they've everyone seen all this stuff so I have the first pick. Banks has the second pick. At RDT, you have the third pick. And with the first pick of the Will Smith draft presented by Fed Thrill, sorry to put our sponsor in the same category as that controversy. Uh, I'm taking the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the TV show. Tremendous stuff, quality. Um, a very funny show, season to season. His breakout performance as an actor. Um, and this can still get drafted, obviously, but one of the best theme songs in TV history. So uh, I'm taking the first Vince of Bel Air first overall. Just, just a ton to work with there. Too, too easy. That was a, that's a chalk pick, as it should be. Yeah. Pretty easy one, one there, Banks. Let's see where you go. Couldn't, can't really say I watched that that much, to be honest. Really? Well, to be, to be honest, not a lot of Will Smith stuff in general. So, wow. This is, that's this shocking. Is, I don't know much what to say to that either. Um, I just, so just there's just so do... much that has permeated the pop culture Correct. sphere with it. it. Has. That's that's why. And you're a pop culture. Yeah. You're a guy that's pretty pretty up on things. I would like to think so. This is yeah. this is just kind of. Uh, <laughs> I give you that credit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one of those areas. I just you know somehow I missed a lot of Will Smith, but I'm gonna take Men in Black. I think that's just the the next natural pick. Take the movie. Mm. Because the song's in the movie. So, like, you kind of get both with it. I've seen the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. That's about all I got to say about the movie. (laughs) It's it's a hilarious movie. Like, if you go back and watch it tonight. It's such a good movie. Like, the scene when he's stepping on the cockroaches with the big cockroach there. And like the crunching noises he makes, and like the everything about that scene, it just cracks me up. They're it's right one of the great buddy cop. It's really one of the great buddy cop movies of all time. I mean, him and Tommy Lee as Jones mm-hmm. is just a great, great pairing. Yeah, that's I, that's, that's such a good movie. Like that, yeah, that's it's like it's in that Austin Powers. If you go back and watch it, you realize some jokes, and you're like, oh, I didn't. I was laughing at that when I was seven, and I didn't know what it meant. And now you're like, yeah. all right, now I get it. Yeah, a lot of well delivered stuff. Yep, and still yep. more time frames. Awesome powers that like the same like 99. the 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 scene when they're uh in the when he's doing the like shooting range, and he shoots that little girl cut out right in the middle of the eyes, 
and he has to explain to the like the police chief why he did it and how like it was very suspicious that she was out in the middle of the street with a book with like a quantum physics book at 11 30 p.m and he's just like <laughs> yeah he's like she's the scariest one out of all of them yeah <laughs> this is very very funny stuff uh very very good stuff yeah it's a great it's a good pick i was hoping i would get that um i'm going independence day mm. just a, a fantastic movie like it was one of the first movies that I can remember asking my parents to like go buy me. And I got it for Hanukkah one year, the VHS. Um, just a classic movie. It's, it's, it's a, again, that's another good one. Anytime it's on, it's like you stop, you watch it. And, and just, a, it was a very good, like, I think it came out 4th of July, obviously. Um, yeah. It summer was sort movie. of the, it's the beginning of like the summer movie blockbuster as we mm. kind of know it now based around like a movie with a lot like i guess jaws is a summer blockbuster but like as we know it now independence Day is kind of credited with that that is by the way how many movies do you think that is to will smith's movie career independence Day. how many movies into his movie how career? many movies do you think he did before that at that point like one of the highest grossing movies of all time maybe like i'll say one he did one movie before four movies wow <laughs> four movies well, I'll rip off his amazing stretch of hits when we're done here, but it's kind of incredible. Uh, RDT, you got another one. Um, give me I Am Legend. Mm. Another great movie. Very sad. Well, some sad parts. I don't. I don't want to ruin it. The dog part. Always a always a a tough one to watch. It's just a great like. I guess it's like apocalyptic, like end of the world type zombie. And it seemed to come out like when all of those zombie type movies, you know, one person left in the city and the country and the world, whatever, like when all those movies are coming out, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was a very good one. It was one of the first movies that I was like streaming on my, my laptop when I had it. Like, I don't think I ever rented it. I don't think I've ever seen it on TV. I've always just like streamed it or, or illegally downloaded it from some, absolutely horrible website that no doubt has messed up my computer for generations to come they're doing a sequel did you know that i think i remember hearing about that with, and, with michael b jordan yeah but yeah and like but that's a movie where i'm like i don't i'm not gonna see the sequel i don't <laughs> we, we don't need a sequel something just just keep it the way it is like we don't need a stepbrother sequel and like when everyone like we don't need an entourage sequel we don't need anything to be remade just some things should just be kept like that. That's my piece. Thank you for your service. Um, <laughs> thanks. Taking Hitch. It's <laughs> probably probably. I was hoping that was going to get taken. Hitch is, uh, is a funny movie. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, there's probably some things that people would take before this, but I'm going to go with what I know, and I, I'm taking Kevin James and Will Smith and Hitch. It's a Even quality Mendes. flick. Yeah, Whew. she had. I mean, you want to talk about a ride? Ad. Yeah. Eva Mendez. Sheesh. I've Sheesh. never seen that movie, though. Um, a near and dear to my heart, Eva Mendez movie, Too Fast, Too Furious. The other guys might be my yeah, favorite the, movie. The other guys, yeah. What about the, uh, was it Stuck on You? Do you remember that movie? <laughs> oh, that's a tough movie. <laughs> was she? <laughs> Saw that in theaters. Which movie was it? Ghost Rider? Was she in Ghost Rider? Yeah, with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where he's the motorcycle skeleton. Yeah, that's like a, I think that's a Marvel movie. Sick movie. <laughs> <laughs> Such a Nick Cage movie. 
I like that. Uh, I saw that in theaters. I don't see those types of movies in theaters very much, but I saw that one. <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say we're, we're a pro Eva Mendez podcast. Correct. Yeah. Very pro. Correct. When's the last thing Eva Mendez was even in? I'm a, I don't know. I'll watch it, though. I forgot she was in a relationship with Ryan. Has two daughters with Ryan Gosling. That yeah, that's, that's a power couple. Wow. That is a, I mean, Ryan Gosling's a good-looking guy. That's a good-looking couple. Couldn't hold yeah. a starting spot, though. Yeah, hasn't I was, been I was waiting for that liability yeah. at cornerback. Hasn't yeah. been. <laughs> that that hasn't... is one of the more more copy-and-pasted tweets ever. Yeah. Eva Mendez has not been in a movie 2013. since 2014. Damn it. Lost River wow. as Cat. That's amazing. And then hadn't been in the t- anything on TV since 2013 until 2021 when she was the voice in, as a yoga instructor on a show called Bluey, which aired on ABC Kids for preschoolers. I don't <laughs> hey, even you know watch Bluey. Real. Somebody may have made that up. No, uh, what do you mean? I watch Bluey. Yeah. No, Bluey. no, no, no. I'm saying Bluey is definitely a show. Someone just could have put in that she voice someone in the show. And there's no one checking it. Yeah. Probably made like a million bucks for that too. You probably, probably watched this episode work, of Bluey. Doing... How much Bluey are you watching? A decent amount. We're doing a decent yeah. amount of Bluey. Yeah. 130 episodes of Bluey. I believe. By it. the way. Yeah. Renewed for a third season in October 2020. Oh, it's an Australian show. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about that? I think they're they're Australian shepherd dogs or something. Cattle <laughs> dogs. We'll do our uh we're we're doing an anthology podcast on Bluey that's coming out in the summer. So just be prepared for that. Eric's gonna break Eric and his daughter are gonna break down every single episode. Yep. yep. Um I'm gonna be hosting. Banks is gonna be editing. Um <laughs> we're having a great time doing that. All right. I have two picks here. Um I am going to take uh, the song Miami. Mm-hmm. And Menino, Hami, Hami. What a banger. What a great song Miami is. That song continues to thump. So I'm going to get that into my onto my team here. Um, I was surprised to see, in relation to his other hits, that it only peaked at 17 on the charts. Shocking. Shocking. It feels like it's wow. had more staying power. Than a lot of those songs just because it's yeah. about a city. Um, but yeah, he has some hits. Um, I'm gonna take Miami and then I'm gonna take a couple couple potential movies here. I, this might be a reach because I don't know if you guys are gonna take this, but I'm gonna make sure I get it because I love this movie. I'm taking Enemy of the State. Mm. Enemy of the State isn't if you I guess have have you guys seen Enemy of the State? I think a while ago. I can't That's like, a, I believe that is a Jim Black Jr. film. Sounds like a movie he would like. Uh, Will Smith, Gene Hackman, who's awesome in the movie. John Voight, who's also awesome in the movie. And a lot, and part of it's filmed in Baltimore. And takes place in Baltimore. Yep, that, that, yep, he's in it. Did they film yep. that in, they filmed that in D.C. too, right? At that, there's a tunnel or Correct. something? Correct. Most of the filming yeah. was done in Baltimore. Like, there's like some Fells Point stuff in there. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so some Baltimore. I remember when it was now. getting that is a really, really good movie. Really good. Jack Black is randomly in it. What Barry Pepper is randomly in it. Scott Kahn is randomly in it. Like Seth Green is randomly in it. <laughs> Tom Sizemore is randomly in it. Like there's all these people that are just in really little roles. I love it. Lisa Bonet is in it. Regina King is in it. Good movie. Good movie. Tony Scott, Jerry Bruckheimer. It's quality. I might have to come watch it with your dad. That's a if that's a <laughs> 
that that's a Jimbo movie. I, I would love to see no, it's a, it's a Jimbo senior movie. Oh, Jimbo senior. A replacements oh fan. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, he, wait, oh, he was an extra too. Yeah. He's an extra in a lot of stuff. Wow. We'll have to do a starting five of your grandfather's he was in, uh, extra He was roles. in Homicide and The Wire. And- oh, Oof, that's awesome. Love, love Homicide. Yeah. Big Homicide guy. Um, he may have thanks. had a line in that. Um, Give the guy some royalties. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to take Ali. Good movie. Muhammad Ali has that one picture where he's wearing Raven stuff with a Raven's balloon. So he's, <laughs> I'm taking Ali. <laughs> uh, sound reasoning, in my opinion. Another movie with a lot of people in it. A lot of people, a lot of, let's go through this cast. I'll take you to this cast and we'll go to the next pick. Jamie Foxx, John Boyd, Le- Ron Burton Silver. Burton okay. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright, yep, yep. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> uh, McKelty Williamson. Yeah, Lamar Burton. <laughs> Burton. Shout out to Lamar Burton. What a career. Legend. What a career. His little run as the uh Jeopardy. Hold on, let me make sure I'm thinking of Leon the right Robinson, guy. the guy that plays I'm not um, thinking of the right guy. The guy that <laughs> the guy that plays the main character in uh in um, Cool Runnings, Therese Bannock. He's in the movie. Wait. Who are you thinking of? I'm, now I'm all crossed up. You're, LeVar Burton's the Reading Rainbow guy. That's who you're thinking He's of. He's the Reading Rainbow guy. Mm-hmm. Who was on Jeopardy yeah. and people wanted to host Jeopardy. Correct. Yeah, you had that. Yep, 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 yep. 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 And he's MLK. <laughs> and he's MLK. I can do it all. Yeah. Very versatile. Great very, pick very by versatile. me. Yeah. John Boyd, awesome as Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. I used to do a very good Howard Cosell impression. I don't know if I have it anymore. He's in all these Will Smith movies. Yeah, Johnny Boyd. Johnny Boyd's in a lot of movies. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Big Republican. Huge. One of the few in Hollywood. (laughs) Ali and Frazier. All right, I need to get to. Uh, I'm going to go the Wild Wild West theme song with Cisco. Great song. Unreal good song. Like one of the best movie movie theme songs of all time. Chicka chicka wild. Chicka chicka. <laughs> and I think I remember Desperado. getting the CD with a meal at Burger King. And I must have played that thing forever. And it's great because it's kind of come back. I listened to the Shane Gillis podcast, the Matt and Shane secret podcast. And that wiki wiki wow is in their intro. And it's just, they play it when they beep stuff out on their podcast. They have the wiki wiki wow instead of a beep. And it's fan. It makes me laugh every single time. I don't think I ever saw the movie, but the song and the music video with him and Cisco and there's someone else. Isn't I, it all of Drew Hill? Is it? I was, but I think they, they say it's Will Smith, Cisco and Drew Hill. Even though Cisco was in Drew Hill, but he was obviously a bigger name because he had the thong song that came out. It is single by Will Smith featuring Drew Hill and Cool Mo D. I know you're a Cool Mo D guy. I was wrong then. but I wonder if this is pre or post. So this came out May 11th, 1999. I wonder if that's pre or post the thong song. Oh, that's that's pre, I think, because thong song 
recorded in 1999. Came out in like 2000, 2001, I guess. Uh, February 15, 2000. Another Baltimore connection, Drew Hill, yeah. obviously. It's it's such a funny song. It's so good. And the music video, I just remember it being hilarious. Too. Like they're dressed up like the movie. It's just, it's. Go wiki, listen wiki to that wa. song. Wiki wa. Wiki, if wiki. you haven't. Um, I can't I can't remember a movie that was more commercially marketed than Wild Wild West in my yeah. childhood. Again, Burger, uh, I, I think of Burger King every time. And the was movie. it Burger King? I thought it was McDonald's. Thanks. I thought it was Burger King. It's a bad you might, uh, you're probably right. Could be you're wrong. older at the time. So I mean you're still older, obviously, but <laughs> oh. yeah, I was I was eight years old. You were eleven. I feel like you'd have a much better chance of remembering. I think I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um Kevin Klein and Salma Hayek. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. My next one. Can I take Eminem's line about him and the real Slim Shady? You can do whatever you want. Will Smith don't got a cuts in his rap to sell records, but I do. So fuck him and fuck you too. All right. There it is. Think of taking that. <laughs> <laughs> Just Will a very Smith funny, related, a very funny Will line. Smith related thing. And it seemed like it was kind of a ricochet shot out of nowhere from Eminem at the time. And they they laid the law down again. Will Smith, I I told this to a buddy. Will Smith has been a punching bag for a lot of years, and that may have been <laughs> one of the ones where it started. Yeah, so I was I was like a big Will Smith guy. I think this is why I probably you know was excited about doing this. Uh, first of all, Will Smith, one of the obviously famous stories. Will Smith turned down the Matrix to do Wild Wild West. Just get that mm-hmm. out of the way. We'll finish that up. Okay. Uh, second of all, Will Smith has an, his like last album he released is called Lost and Found. It came out in like 2005. I don't think anyone's taken it. I don't think it's worth taking. There's only one song on it worth taking. The entire album is him like trying to kind of like take digs at like rappers that are famous for like cursing and stuff like that. It's a very fascinating thing to go back and listen to. Yeah. That, don't that... download. Go out and buy the record. <laughs> <laughs> He's just old man preaching to a cloud. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Snoop Dogg's on a song. Mary J. Blige on oh, a song. Oh, good thing Snoop doesn't curse or anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Banks. Uh, can I just take the slap? Can I do that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the slap. I kind of wanted to take it earlier. I, I just felt like we just owed it to Will Smith to kind of churn out some of his hits a little more, but we don't get moments like that very often anymore. They're few so and far between where it's so universally like, did you see that? Like, and we're all in agreement. So in front of us all the time. That it was real, right? Real. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's, I understand the reasoning why people would think, and maybe it is fake. I understand the reasoning. It's like got a lot of attention for the Oscars. The Oscars is too stodgy, too old school, too you know, caught up in its ways. There is no chance that the Academy was like, hey, Chris Rock and Will Smith, let's stage this assault situation to get more people to tune in for the final hour. There's just no freaking way. Those people do not care that much about the ratings, unless it was like ABC on the side being like, God, we need to pump some people into this. I actually don't know what the viewership is. I meant to, what if that's out? Well, um, they talked there's about just no. There's just no way that that happened. For that specific word, if this was WWE, obviously, like, you know, or like, you know, a sport, like maybe, you know. Maybe. Well, and they talked about it on Pardon My Take, and Billy was like, you know, they need the ratings boost. Who better than Chris Rock and, and Will Smith? And I think Big Cat was like, it's not 1998. Like, 
those two guys aren't, you know, the pinnacle of, of, of entertainment and movies in Hollywood, you know, which I kind of agree with. I, I, when I saw it, I was like, there's no doubt in my mind. It's real. It's just, it never crossed my mind for a second that it was fake. It got, it ended up with 17 million viewers last year. It had 10 million viewers, which is absolutely abysmal for what the Oscars. Wasn't there also, I mean, there were many more movies that came out this year because of, you know, COVID last year. And, and, I don't know. You know, I feel I feel like more stuff was happening this year. I'm trying to find like an all-time list to give people some perspective who don't know this. Like the Oscars used to be a giant ratings grab for like it used to be in like the 20 million range, like a big mm. sporting event. And I I think it's partly because people just don't care about Hollywood and partly because they are nominate movies that no one has ever seen before. <laughs> like Coda one, which seems like an incredible movie. I've never seen it about, you know, the guy that was deaf won the, you know, won the, the best supporting actor. It seems like a, a beautiful story and everything, mm-hmm. but no one has seen that movie. Like, so there's no real reason to like tune in when you haven't seen any of these things. You don't care who wins. Um, but yeah, it seems like it seems real. It seems real. I mean, what a slap for Will Smith and Chris Rock just took that. He just took it. Yeah. He played yeah, he it off like a champ, but what a night for Australian and Japanese TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're getting all the good stuff. Um, so yeah, 17, 17 million viewers for the Oscars. I'm reading that it didn't seem like people jumped back, people jumped in that much because of the Will Smith thing. So maybe that was just people just continue. But the Will Smith speech was riveting, riveting. Just like Richard, I protected him from my family. <laughs> What a spin zone. Then he was going and dancing at the party afterwards. What a guy. Will Smith. What a day. What a night for Will Smith. Jaden Smith tweeted like, that's how we do it or something like that. Yeah, didn't he delete yeah, it pretty the big quick tough after? Guy, the big tough <laughs> Smith family. Oh, man. If you go deep dive the Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith relationship situation, ooh, that's about an hour. Mm-hmm. If you really want to get deep in the woods, start reading the memoirs there. Oh, boy. There's some stuff going on. Yeah, it, it it lends a lot to the backstory of yeah. why he's a punching yeah. bag. Correct. Um, good pick. All right, I have two here. Um, I am gonna take um, getting jiggy with it. Damn it! I thought I could get that. I'm gonna take probably. Uh, maybe I get another movie. Oh, these are my last two picks. Oh, these are my last two picks. Okay, then I'm not gonna take a movie. I'm going to take my favorite Will Smith song of all time, which is Summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. Ooh, the summertime. Great song. I'm taking that. I always, I always play when I, yeah, I'm sure people like that. That'll probably get people to keep listening to our podcast. <laughs> um, I'm taking Getting Jiggly in the Summertime, both bangers, both songs I still listen to. Thanks. I'm taking Will Smith, NLCS Game 5, hitting a three-run homer off of Will Smith. And it was Will Smith's birthday yesterday. Wow. How about and that? They were asking him about it, you know, and they said something about the slap. And he goes, I didn't see it, but I woke up and everyone was telling me on Twitter how how proud they were that I stood up for Jada. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yep. that, that was a, that was an all-time moment though. Moment than that moment. It, was a, it was a very all-time their first time facing off against each other. Apparently, there's a Will Smith who's like in he does something in the government in Maryland. He's a Democrat and 
Like I saw, I think the Baltimore Sun interviewed him today because he was getting tagged on Twitter. Good pick, though. Good I would pick. imagine. Yeah, thank you. Is this me? Is this my last this is, one? This is your last pick here. Um, I'm going to go bad, boys. Good movie. Great, great movie. Sure. Very funny. So the, the, the classic scene. I th- is it Bad Boys or Bad Boys 2? Bad Boys, when... They kind uh, of float together for me, so I'm not going to be able to give you that. When anymore. Martin Lawrence's daughter's boyfriend comes to the door and is trying to take her out on the date, and he's... They're kind of giving him the... Uh, like the interrogation. Go go look that up on YouTube. There's a lot of words I can't say. Um, very funny scene. It's Those, those are great movies. Those, the one and two. Um, very good, very funny movies, but like... They're still action movies. It's a good like Saturday, Saturday afternoon movie. So I'm going bad boys, maybe in parentheses, bad boys too. I can't remember which one has that scene in it, but good. Very funny movies. Him and Martin Lawrence. That's the draft. I took the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Miami, enemy of the state, getting jiggy with it, summertime. (laughs) Banks takes Men in Black, Hitch, Ali, the slap and Will Smith homering off of Will Smith. Um, RDT takes Independence Day. I am legend. Uh, wiki, wiki, wow. Eminem's Will Smith line, real some shady and bad boys. Um, a couple honorable mentions for me. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness is a very good movie. I couldn't, I couldn't remember the difference between Pursuit of Happiness and Seven Pounds. They're the I same movie. Seven, I didn't see Seven Pounds. I think they're the same movie. But Pursuit of um, Happiness was very good. Men in Black 2. Um, yeah, the, some of these other, I mean, I guess, he's okay in Suicide Squad. What about? I, haven't uh, see, I wanted to see King Richard. I haven't seen it yet, though. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Could have just picked truth. that. Yeah, tell the truth. Tell the I, truth I thought that would have been a Banks pick. Tell the truth. King Richard was very good. I'll say that. Um, and then in terms of songs, uh, Will 2K and Switch. I Will love that there was. Willennium? I love that, that Will, Willennium. I, Willennium. I love that Will Smith was big enough to have an album called Willennium with a song <laughs> called Will 2K. It's just, I mean, that's next level stardom. That's just next level stardom. To run through Will Smith's run that I was talking about earlier, and then we can move on here. Unless you guys have any honorable mentions, Will Smith went Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black, Enemy of the State, Wild Wild West, Ali. Men in Black 2, Bad Boys 2, iRobot. There's a couple things in between there, like the legend of Bagger Vance, but that's a hell of a run. Yeah. And then I mean, after that's... that, he's got Hitch, Hitch and Hancock and I Am Legend, all that were very big movies, and The Pursuit of Happiness, where he got nominated for an Oscar. That's legit. legit. You could put that run up against any other run. And he was you a know. voice in Shark Tale, which I almost, took, I almost took that. Shark Tale? I almost took Shark Tale. I don't remember anything about Shark Tale. I, I don't either, but I almost took it. And at the after Hancock, it kind of falls off the face of the earth. Men in Black 3, After Earth, which is horrible. Um, concussion, Focus, Suicide Squad. Aladdin made a lot of money. Gemini Man, which is terrible. Um, King Richard. So there's some bad boys for life. There's a lot of people like bad boys for life. Made a lot of money. Any honorable mentions from you guys on Big Willie style? I had two songs, just the two of us. 
mostly just for the parody in Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just a fantastic song. Um, and then Freaking It. You remember that song? Yeah. Yeah. There's some DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince stuff in there that mm-hmm. you probably mentioned as well. Yeah. I um, wanted to pick Jazzy getting thrown out of the house by Uncle Phil. Yeah. Their That's handshake. such a good show. Um, Summertime is a DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince song. Boom, boom, shake, shake the room. Kind of a banger. Have, have we understand. got a comment from him? DJ Jazzy Jeff? Have yeah. Not seen, I've not seen I, DJ right, Jazzy. No, I know what I'm doing tonight. Not seen Jazz's uh, comments on the situation at this point. I'm going to look that up and see what we got there. Was surprised I didn't see anybody do like a Uncle Phil throwing out DJ Jazzy Jeff with a Chris Rock face on it. Maybe that was out there and I just didn't see it. I, I saw a meme and it was like Uncle Phil smiling and it was like Uncle Phil looking down in heaven on Will. There is an incredible video edit of someone putting the keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth on the SpongeBob when SpongeBob's the comedian, the guy's heckling them. It is so spot on the fish. Like the words are so spot on what the fish is saying. It is so, I mean, people are so good on the internet. I was la- I watched it like six times. So 1027 on March 27th, 2022, DJ Jazzy Jeff, the tutor verified at DJ Jazzy Jeff 215. What was that? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. You think DJ, you think Jazz and Will are talking daily? You think they talk at all? They got to talk a little bit. I think so. Boys. But then later on, he tweeted, hashtag King Richard, that 1121, you are no longer the prince, you are the king. Congrats, my brother, you are the greatest. Hashtag King Richard. So no official statement on the slap. (laughs) On the slap. Also great that now there's that show called The Slap, and now oh LCB, my god, LCB can do that joke yeah. all the time with The Slap. <laughs> We've already talked about how that's like an all-time clip, and the fact that yeah. it happened just yeah, oh, so good. Um, Nick Cannon Medley, Maryland Person of the Week. Thanks. Flight tracking. It's flight tracking mm-hmm. season. Tiger oh, Woods, Augusta National, today. Played 18 holes, flew back to Jupiter, Florida. Got to presume he's getting a good night's rest here. He's going to wake up tomorrow, tomorrow morning, realize that he is A-OK to go for the Masters next week, and he's going to announce that he's going to play the Masters next week because the Masters are right around the corner. I cannot wait. Tiger Woods back. Biggest stage in golf. It's everything. Tiger Woods, baby. Can't keep a man down. That was maybe the most chalk. You know, yeah, this Tiger I, Woods so thing is no, this Tiger Woods thing is fascinating. If he comes back, I will be at the Masters just as a as a. a now that I like his for Saturday Sunday, and if he makes the cut, I his, will follow him P, all of Saturday. His PJ, um, I've never seen like him number or whatever. Now that I like have it, know it, like I'm just gonna track him everywhere. <laughs> I can't wait to track him to go back to Augusta next week. Because uh, he's going – I mean, he's going to be there. That's he's the going thing. there no matter what. So the whole thing is like he can do whatever he wants because he's not taking a spot away from anybody. He can be in the field up until Wednesday and then withdraw if he wants. He doesn't have to do anything. Here. It's very interesting. He will be at the Champions Dinner, so he's going to be on site. And yeah. I'm sure he's going to test it up. And, oh, my God. I hope he plays. Oh, please play. And you know the guys are going to be like, you're, you know, come out. Just come out and give it around. You know, just play. And, he, you know, oh, you got to think. Oh, I got to think Justin Thomas is texting him every day being like, you think you can't play out here, old man? You think you play with us? Oh, you know yeah, he, he played with them today. 
Oh, he played with JT. JT was with him. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, I love that. I love that. It was that. Tiger, Chuck, JT, and you have to have a member with you. You have to. It doesn't matter if you're Tiger fucking Woods. You have to play with a member. Awesome. I love Augusta National. What a place. <laughs> what a place. Also, how's Tiger not just a member at Augusta National at this point? Do they make those guys? That's the only one thing I've never understood. Like, if you win that thing, like, if you're Jack and you're doing the honorary tee shot, all right, they should just make him a member. They wouldn't be Augusta National if they did. Yeah, that. I know. That, I know. That's, I mean, that's the answer. By the way, that's the answer. I mean, that's the answer. It's just the answer to the question. Come on, Tiger. RDT. Um, I was I was scratching the this. I was clawing for one. I'm going jerseys. It was a big day for jerseys today. The Nats had their cherry blossom one. The Wizards had their the Wizards jerseys. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. They needed a full rebrand. Those jerseys are maybe the best basketball jerseys out right now they are They're pretty awesome. um and then the eagles going back to the kelly green which seems like something that should have been done a while ago those um, are all objectively awesome i will say i felt like today i got a little over inundated with the cherry blossom thing where i got like tired of it mm-hmm. even though it was like the same stuff over and over but it just felt like it was such like a constant stream of just cherry blossoms in my face it was like all right it's cool yeah let's chill out now yeah, I know. I could see that. Um, I do like them. And again, I think we're some of the biggest anti-Nats people out there. And I think I, I, I really liked them. I know some people who didn't, but I thought it's they were awesome. almost surprising that it took this long for not, not just the Nats, but like the Wizards or the Caps or whoever just to lean into the cherry blossom thing. Mm-hmm. Especially because like DC has this whole narrative that it's all transplants and all this stuff. But if there's something you can at least like all right, so all their logos have like the capital, but that represents the, the whole country the and monument, all these other buildings, you know. the monuments, that's all like the whole country. It kind of represents them when it comes to the city itself. There's not a lot that can really, that's why I think the capital go, go logo and that whole branding is incredible. So mm-hmm. good. Um, so the cherry blossom is just one of the few things that they can also lean into and really make about the city itself and make it local. And it's, it's, not that I had thought of it ever, but you would have thought somebody would have thought of it sometime sooner. Yeah, absolutely. But again, I, I thought they did a great Jersey or a great job with both jerseys. Again, the Eagles going back to the Kelly green with the new helmet rule and stuff like that. The, the new old, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're going to see a lot of the NFL teams do that as they should have been able to do for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a big day for Paul Lucas and uni watch too. a lot, a lot of, a lot of retweets, <laughs> a lot of retweets. That's our he guy. Just- he just retweeted a video of Joe West wearing an Astros jersey during a game the because the, I, what? <laughs> I mean, I've I seen that. I've seen that go that around before. before. Oh, that's nuts! Shout out Paul Lucas. Paul Lucas. It's shocking they haven't done the cherry blossom thing before, like you guys are saying. Like Nike did like a run of cherry blossom shoes a few years back, maybe like four or five years ago, that were really really cool. Um. And I was always wondering why the none of those teams jumped into that. But now they're loosening, as you said, and every league is just going loose with uniforms with City Connect and you know all the stuff the NBA does. Like what they what they really should do with those uniforms, and we'll see if the Wizards do it, is change the court. That is I, that I think miss. did they announce I, that they may have. I think I, they I are. Yeah, yeah. That would that is going to look awesome. Maybe I missed that, and I I'm I'm just a moron. Uh, I just saw the uniforms earlier today. 
Also a really good job by both those teams optimizing the publicity because now every baseball outlet tweeted also about the NBA jersey and every NBA jersey paired the Nats with the Wizards jersey. So that's very smart. By them. And I liked how they're like really different. Like the cherry blossom is like just an, kind of an accessory on the baseball uniform. The hats are sweet. The I hats mean, are cool. They're really cool. And then they kind of went, you know, balls to the wall with the NBA Yeah, because NBA, you can do more of the bright colors and designs all over the jerseys. In baseball, you can't really do that. And they kind of put it subtly in the um, in the jerseys for, for the Nats. They have the, like, I think they have the cherry blossoms or the flowers, like, sewn into the pattern. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you could, you could have more fun with it on the, on the NBA court like they did, um, you know. So I, I thought they did a good job there. I'm excited to see. It, it sounds like the Orioles are going to get it next year, which would be cool because you can model them with Adley and Grayson and DL and, you know, all those guys, Correa when he opts out. Um, so, and I, I, I did, I did like how I tossed out, you know, what do people want to see um, for the Orioles ones and uh, a loyal, loyal listener said that he just wants Banks's face right on the, the Orioles jersey. Oh yeah. Your buddy, Ryan. I'd buy that. It's true. Can I say a potentially controversial take about those uniforms? I kind of hope they're not Maryland flag based. Yeah, because I, I saw a lot of people so say that. much with the Maryland flag at this point. I speak as someone that wears the Maryland flag literally pretty much every day of my life <laughs> at this point. Like, and I love it, and it's awesome. And so many Maryland, we've done cool things. The Orioles have done cool things. Everyone's done cool things with the Maryland flag. If the Ravens do an alternate, I think it would be cool if they use the Maryland flag. I think the Orioles have kind of done a few things there. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them channel some other Baltimore thing. I don't know what – you you got all the feedback. I'd have to look through the feedback people gave you. And I'm assuming they will just do the flag and everyone will like it and it will be cool. But it would be interesting to see if they did something that was different. I don't know what that is, but I feel like it's just like, ah, a Maryland flag thing, which is great. But yeah, it um, would be it would be very easy for them. I'm to just I want to be I want to be kind of surprised by it. I would just like to be surprised. That's kind of more of it. I just want to look look at like, wow, that's a they really like jumped deep into Baltimore and like mm-hmm. found that. That's a cool connection. I don't know. Like I said, I you know maybe it's Chesapeake Bay related or I don't. A lot know. of people were saying the like like what Maryland did the other you know when they did the the game in Baltimore where they did the um the uh, like a Fort McHenry type thing. Yeah, you know, the naval yeah. signs or something like that or you know or you know the. The 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 let me tell you what stuff. if they based any of the stuff off like Navy's uniforms that Navy has done for some of those Army Navy games, whew, you could do some very interesting things there. Yeah, and you could have, you know you could have the partnership fire. with Navy. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. So I don't know. Not that I wouldn't like I said, not poo-pooing a Maryland flag thing. I think they would probably do an amazing the hat would be sick and we everyone buy all the merch. It would sell so I mean that's probably why they'll do it because it would just sell so much merch but would be cool to see if they came up with something different like like you said i cherry blossom is definitely associated with dc and it's like super local dc but if you were going to say like what's the dc city uniform going to look like i wouldn't have thought like oh they'll definitely be cherry blossoms when i saw that today i was like that's a really good idea yeah yeah i hope that that's kind of what happens with it. and if it's the flag that's fine too um my nick canner medley maryland person of the week um I was going to go with Tiger, so I do co-sign that. Uh, I'll go with the uh, U.S. Men's National Team, which is essentially qualified for the World Cup, and and saved me from just despair. And you know, we did that like worst sports moments draft four years ago, and that was high on my list, and I will never forget that for the rest of my life. And the U.S. is pretty much in at this point. I was told that they were in if they won, and now it's essentially they're in. So what's the 
so they the, they would have to lose by six goals to Costa Rica on tomorrow. Okay. Which is just not going to happen. So okay. unofficial. Like, so they, did, did them running that score up further pad that? Correct. Correct. Okay. And Costa Rica, here comes some soccer talk. And Costa Rica is going to have to play an intercontinental playoff against New Zealand to make the World Cup. Eight of their starters have yellow cards. If any of them pick up a yellow card in this game, they're suspended for that match. So the thinking is that Costa Rica is going to start a very pared down side tomorrow night against mm-hmm. the United States and should make it a little bit easier. The U.S. has no has had no success at Costa Rica historically, but do the potentially dumb soccer question: Do those yellow cards clear in that New Zealand game, or they got to play New Zealand all? Cor- okay, correct. And you those would not then carry over to the World Cup. They're just okay. a part of qualifying. So. There's some soccer talk for you. Christian Pulisic, stud. He's just a stud. Didn't he miss an easy goal last week? Patrick, yeah, against Mexico, but he came back and responded. (laughs) Should have had three points in Mexico, too. I can't wait for the World Cup. Oh, it's going to be right in the middle of football. What a time that's going to be. There's going to be World Cup games on Thanksgiving. When is it? Starts November 21st. How long does it run? Three or four weeks, right? It'll end around. Okay. I think it ends around Christmas. Oh, that's is, crazy. Which is, I mean, it is going to be bizarre. Like it is going to be in the heat of college football, and as the NFL season really gets into full swing, it's going to be the World Cup. It's going to get. And and what's the time difference? Because when are we going to get them? Are we going to get them at one? The o'clock games the are going to be at six a.m., nine a.m., noon, and three. Ugh. Are the four noon and three? Time. I mean, if are it's on a four, Sunday, I think are the four slots. So December 18th. Uh, the finals is final. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 10 a.m. I mean, were you with us in AC when the for the final last time? Oh yeah. We, oh, we yeah. I had Croatia oh. in the pool. Hardly paid any attention. Lost like that. five to two to four to two to to uh to uh France. I gotta tell you a, a breakfast sandwich that morning was so much more important than the World Cup final. Let me tell you what, I mean, that was a, I mean, the morning, I mean, that was after a Halsey, that was a, that was an entire scene. That was also the morning. Was that the morning? Did Merson win the world series of poker that morning? Was that his world series of poker? 2012. No. Oh no, that's too early. Not it was the yet. world series of poker was going on. Though. The main event final was going on. We like woke up to it in Atlantic city. What a time. Um, yeah, that's going to be crazy. That's going to be really, really crazy. There's, those games are just going to be going on um, while somewhat like that might be the one of those packed sports times of all time. World Cup, NFL, NBA, NHL, college football, college basketball. Ridiculous. Jeez. Yeah, it's going it's to be yeah. nonstop. Um, any honorable mentions? Tar Heels. Mm. We, we need we need them I mean, in a big way. We really do. Come on, Hubert Davis. I mean, we got uh, you know Johnny. If if he can pull out any of the any of the stops that he's been able to pull out so far, I mean, ABD. You watch that North Carolina team; it's amazing. They're an eight seed. They have a ton of talent. I know they only go like seven deep, but like Love is really good. RJ Davis is good. Manic is good. Manic's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Tur- uh, Elite Eight games were terrible, by the way. Tough Elite Eight for the NCAA tournament. Blowout, uh, live blowouts. And then a Villanova Houston was like unwatchable. 
Yeah. And well, I mean, the the second half when Moore popped his Achilles was oh yeah. Well, that was that was a tough one. And he he's DeMatha, right? DeMatha. Yeah. yeah, that was a tough one. Um, I don't have an honorable mention. I've like a, a public service announcement kind of. Friday. I think we know what it is. April Fool's Day. Just don't do any. Wow. Don't don't we see the same ones every year. The like, there's going to be like a Lamar's in a car accident. There's going to be some account that does, you know, the Adam Schurfter with the seven after his name and is like, he's going to tweet something. We got to stop this. It's just, it's, I don't think I've ever seen a good like April Fool's joke on. Also on high alert for it. Yeah. Just, yeah. You got to well, be. Well, with the Tiger situation right now, that's why I'm on high well, alert. People, somebody's well, going to do something. And you, re- you remember uh, last year, uh, Roy Williams retired on April Fool's Day. And yeah. I thought that was an April Fool's. That's yeah. right. Which was like, all right, that wouldn't even be a very good joke. But Did I make be the- this per- public service announcement last year? What? I think you did. I think I, I did because I, I was just I, like, don't. Oh, just well, don't. I'm, I'm just don't. retweeting yours from last year. Just I think because yeah. I think I'm about to tell the exact same story I told on the podcast last year. The greatest April Fool's thing I've ever seen was on PTI the day after Steph Curry's team lost in the Elite Eight. And they, like, did a dead oh. serious segment about how they were, you know, the game was being restarted and they had to, like, they were playing it tonight. And they absolutely got me. Like, absolutely got me. I was like, oh, my God. Mom, they're playing the Davidson, whoever they played. Kansas or something? Like, yeah. They're playing the game again. They suddenly got messed up. And then I went downstairs and they were like, April Fool's. I was like, fucking Tony and Mike. I love Tony and Mike. <laughs> Your mom's like, I don't give a shit. My mom's like, I, cool. What? Uh, who? Who's Steph Curry? Um, national stuff curious, but definitely, uh, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Unless it's got to be really funny, and at this point, it's just I feel like no one ever really knocks it out but, of the park. You know, everyone is going to be like Bobby Wagner signs a four-year deal with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson signs an eight-year deal. Uh, you know, it's, John Harbaugh announces retirement. It's going to be something stupid like that, and it's going to be like Tony Lombardi does it every year. No, nothing yeah, they, against, they yeah. do they do theirs, but it's going to be some guy with like two hundred and fifty followers being like. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh. a big Russell Street Report thing. Hollywood Brown is going to be a video game player. Just be on your toes about that. Yeah. So, the X fifty two account will not be doing any of that. You don't. No one has to worry. We'll not be engaging that those shenanigans. Um, I have one honorable mention. Um, I'm giving it to the UConn Huskies women's basketball team. Uh, my friend Anna works with the UConn women's basketball team, so I've become an adopted Huskies fan. Paige Beckers legend getting it done in double overtime last night to get the Huskies to another final four. Do you guys remember the last time the Huskies were not in the final four? I can do the math backwards. Yeah. 14 years ago. Insane. That's insane. They've been in every elite eight since like 1998. I thought it was every elite eight. They've been in every sweet 16 for 27 years. What a run. (laughs) GNR the evil empire. By the way, I hate Duke as the evil empire, and I'm just fully Kool-Aided on the Huskies' evil empire. People were tweeting about how they were upset they were playing in Bridgeport, like an hour away from stores, and I'm in there just like getting upset at people, almost popping off tweets. <laughs> South Carolina fans. You're I got a big, very... old, big almost pop-off tweets guy. Yeah, I am a big almost <laughs> pop-off tweets guy. I need, if I stop working in sports, I'm going to be a big pop on If only there was a Twitter account where you could fire away. If only. The thing is, is that, you know, you know, our intern runs that account. 
But sometimes yeah. you can take it over. Sometimes you can take it over. I didn't think it needed to jump. The X Men Two kind of does not need to jump into the depths of women's basketball Twitter. You know yeah, how we yeah, talk about yeah, the depths, of, go- bring, bring the depths of golf Twitter. I was in the deep dark depths of women's basketball Twitter last night at like midnight. I'm ready yeah, to give the keys to the Twitter account to uh, somebody who might go after some people. <laughs> Just see what happens. I yeah. think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we have to talk about that. He, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that offline. I think we all know who we're talking about there. <laughs> I would love to see Taylor like 1.30 in the morning in like a Twitter spaces for like UConn fan, or like South Carolina, like women's <laughs> Let me basketball tell you what, fans. If the Huskies, if the Huskies win the title and they beat South Carolina, I may jump into the fray on that. <laughs> <laughs> and just start going after South Virtual Carolina. Virtual suck it, suck it signs <laughs> to everyone. I mean, I'm already in deep water with South Carolina. We 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 trolled them after on signing day, in Maryland. So, you know, they are they already hate me and the Terps. So I, I might as well just double down with the Huskies, just continually to have people with like Shane Beamer stance sixty nine in their handle come after me. <laughs> Aaliyah, Aaliyah Boston fan four hundred and forty. Stephen Garcia forever. <laughs> uh, we think we're nationally relevant and everything, but we're not. Oh, they are going to women's basketball. Don Staley, Trailblazer. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was talking women's basketball on the pod. Shout out to the Huskies. Terps took an Alice to Stanford. Stanford, really good. Really, really good. Um, so, women's Final Four. Uh, men's Final Four, who do you guys want to win? And then we'll get out of here. Do you guys want – do we have to say – are we contract to say Carolina? I would – I think Kansas winning would be interesting to see if Hillary got stripped from them three months later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's that might be the play. It's just the, the most important thing is UNC. I mean, you just gotta. Yeah, well, Duke losing is the most important thing. Whether 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 Carolina gets that done or whether Duke or Villanova gets it done, I, I, I Villanova's in a tough can spot af- with Justin without Justin Moore now. But I don't think we can, in good conscience, hope for Villanova because we we're trying to build some momentum here as a program at Maryland. And True. a part of that is not letting Jay Wright scoop two WCAC yeah, players in three years. Jay Wright has come in and taken from us. So, yeah. Would be amazing if Jay Wright won three titles in seven years or whatever it is. It I mean, would. that would be a hell of a run in Villanova. It would, especially after he had somewhat of a tournament choker label for a short yeah, they, while there. They couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. yeah. And they had the best shot in college basketball history. If Carolina beats Duke in the final four to end coach K's career after beating Duke in Cameron to end coach K's Cameron career, that might be the greatest one, two step for any fan base of all time. Over it really fan, might be over another fan base. I don't know what a Duke fan could say. Cause Carolina also has all the history. They have all the titles. They have all the great players. So they have a ton of history to argue with Duke fans. If they win both those games with Hubert Davis on the bench, no disrespect to Hubert Davis. It's not like Roy Williams, the Hall of Famer, Dean Smith on the bench. Maybe Hubert Davis will end up being a Hall of Famer. I mean, that would be unbelievable. I did see that there. this is the fourth occasion of an inter, intra-conference Final Four matchup. We know one of them, of course. Um, yes. Oh. Michigan State beat Wisconsin for the fourth time in 2000. <laughs> just being four, four, being four and zero oh against a conference opponent and ending their season in the final four is just a tremendous flex for one school over another. And guess what? Technically, unless you count Maryland, which everyone likes to do this tweet every year now, that's the Big Ten's last national champion. That Michigan State, yeah. 2000. 
everyone does now does though. Maryland, blah, blah. I mean, we were in the ACC. I, I, I love I love a good troll, but I mean, they were we weren't a big ten team at that point. So there you have it. Go care. Come there on, Carolina. Have. Come on, Carolina. Oh, Did they put okay. Hubert Davis to like immediately? I don't know. He should like, retire. All fame? If they win, he should yeah, retire. He honestly yeah. should retire. He, if he if he wins the title, if he beats Coach K, wins the title, he should absolutely retire. Mm-hmm. He'd be in the they Carolina pay Sports Hall of Fame. The value of like keep him on payroll as a lifetime contract, but just say like, thank you for your service. Jersey name in the rafters. Jersey rafters. Name for, forget the Dean name, Dome, yeah, the Davis just, Dome. Yep, all the above. I think at that point he would have won a title as a player, an assistant coach, and a head coach in North Carolina. I think – was, wasn't he on the Wizards? I'm pretty sure he was on the Wizards too. He's a Wizard legend. Sounds right. Uh, maybe he didn't win the title. Maybe he didn't win the title as a player. Um, do you see what Eric Church is doing? People are not happy. People are not happy. What's he doing? He's just straight up canceled his concert to go to the Final Four. Oh, boy. <laughs> You can't do that. Come on, Eric Church. Eric Church was advertised for uh, Spokane at the Spokane Arena last there. He's wow. On the yeah, he's on the marquee. I wonder if this – where is uh, – I don't know where he canceled him. Um, let's take a look. And then we'll get out of here. Uh, San Antonio, tough scene. Mm. San Antonio just hosted a regional. I was going to say, if he had played his cards right, you know, yeah. most of the time during this time, there's a Final Four there. Yeah, yeah. Could have been, pl- oh, could have been playing have that moved- Capital that Capital One Jam Fest concert that Taylor Swift was supposed to play two years ago. He could have like moved the concert to like noon or one, and then gotten a quick flight out to it's New Orleans, right? I mean, that's a short. Yeah, flight. it's an easy PJ. That's like an hour. That's an like an hour on a private jet. Yeah. Like that. mm, that's interesting. Eric Church can do what he wants. That's Talk why he's the chief. Tough to the Air Church fan. That's it for this week's episode of the Executive 2 Podcast. Follow us on social media at Barstool Banks. Um, at E-D-I-T-T-I-22 for Eric. You can follow me at TaylorSmite10. You can follow the podcast at Executive 2 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You have something to add there, Banks. Sound like you wanted to add something. I was just going to say, for all your uh, tax code conversation. Oh, yeah. We'll jump into the Orioles tax code next week, maybe. The estate okay. tax. I meant I meant to lead you into that. You said you were going to discuss it. No, it's okay. We'll get we're the we'll Orioles are going to be in, in tax jail for a long time here. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll there's plenty of time to talk about during that. During the Orioles season, for sure. Uh, just a little – we'll do a little talking taxes with Banks. We'll do a segment <laughs> every week. He can talk about a new tax thing. That'll, that'll be exciting. Federal <laughs> um, uh, Sunglasses, X-52 is the promo code. Um, Thread Little Midnight has all your X-52 merch. Um, and as always, big week for Jimmy Seafood. Um, partnership with the Orioles announced, and now Carolina in the Final Four. It's always coming up Jimmy's baby and just unsolicited mentions on the dozen as well <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Um, tune during... in, tune in tonight for a celebrity appearance by your boy. Oh, in last night. Wow. How about that? We need to get you on a real team, Eric, on that show. You feel that you got kind of screwed. I let my play do the talking. You're a known fan. Jeff D. Lowe will get you back involved. We'll see you next time on the X-Men 2 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.